Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas. And today we are going to be talking about this Week 13 matchup where the Indianapolis Colts travel down to Tennessee in Nashville and face those Titans. And, uh, well, I'm just curious, you know, Donald, on the face of things, we just found out that Jonathan Taylor is going to miss two, three weeks is what they're assessing over a thumb injury that they found out he had after the game because he was playing and it wasn't so bad, you know, at the time wise, you know, that they were, that, that they re- he reported it. They found out later, oh crap, now you got to have surgery. You're going to miss a, a couple weeks or so. Uh, what's your, what was your initial reaction when you saw that? Uh, it's a, it's, it's a huge loss um, for the Colts just in their progression um, as an offense and what they've been trying to kind of morph into as they got Jonathan Taylor back late into this, you know, late into the season to try to, you know, create this identity on, on offense. And um, it's going to, it's, it's definitely changed the game plan. You know, when you, when, when you have those finger issues, um, you know, I got cricket fingers and all that for football and, um, you think you can, they're not as bad as they are. And then you kind of get a, a scan on it and you see like, you got ligament damage in there. You got, you know, necessarily, you don't always just break bones you get more ligaments and all that kind of stuff and arthritis, you know, um, creeping in and stuff like that. So it's going to be a hindrance, man. You know, it's, it, 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 it's unfortunate. Um, you never want to see anybody get hurt. I'll be the first to say it, right. You know, preaching to the choir, but, um, it sucks, but now Zach Moss gets another opportunity to show that what he's about and what he's what he's been doing from the beginning of the season. And I'm pretty sure, you know, he's, you know, not happy that his teammates hurt, but he's also happy for the opportunity to kind of go out there and show what he can do. And so I don't think the Colts should really detour from their uh their 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 offensive scheme. I think they just need to give Zach Moss the ball more and let him uh and let him eat. Absolutely. Um me personally, I feel like look. You know, uh, the Taylor and Moss together was awesome, right? Uh, like last week that we ran like, what, 170 yards or something like that, you know, between the two, maybe more than that. And, uh, but we also got to remember that from week two to week six, Moss was second in the league in rushing, right? But when, when, when he was, you know, holding down the fort until Taylor got his extension and was able to come off pup list and all that, he was second in the league in rushing and was doing a fantastic job out there. So I agree with you uh, when it comes to the, the whole situation. Um, not really excited for Trey Sermon uh, because he's the backup backup. You know, he's the guy that's going to come in and be the backup for for uh, Zach Moss. But uh, I, I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw from him because he's supposed to be more of a guy who can catch out of the backfield. But, you know, quite frankly, what I, in my opinion, he should just be there to spell Moss 
a few times because Moss has already shown he can catch as well. You know, he could do everything out of the backfield, which is which was really, really nice. Uh, before we dive too deep into the upcoming game, I want to remind everybody the Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, NBA, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, we got our first little look last night um, at the injury report. They did a walkthrough, so obviously this isn't something that uh, they they bring out. You know, no one actually practiced. It's just, you know, an assumption of what they might have done during this walkthrough. And it's nice that he does walkthroughs, in my opinion, this late in the, the season to kind of give guys uh, time to, to heal up, right? Um, but Juju Brents with the quad still out. Isaiah McKenzie still out uh, with a toe. Jonathan Taylor, of course, fresh on the list with that thumb. DeForest Buckner's had the shoulder injury for weeks. They had a limited practice. He'll be fine. I, I'm surprised he wasn't put down as DNP like the rest of the people uh, because, you know, veteran. Uh, but to see Ryan Kelly back listed as a full participant from the concussion on a walkthrough is very nice to see. Drew Ogletree with his foot. He's missed some time. He's back at full with the foot as well, which to me says that today, both these guys uh, probably will be playing, uh, which will be nice to have uh, more people back. And, you know, Ryan Kelly will, will should get cleared today to play on Sunday, hopefully. So that's, that's good. What what's your reactions to uh, some of the guys that, for, may or may not be able to play this weekend? Uh, you know, well, Juju Brents definitely hurts. We can't afford to have any type of um, – any extra injuries to the secondary. That's the one that stands out the most to me personally. I think, you know, everyone else will be back. Um, Isaiah McKenzie is – it sucks he's on the, the, the list, but, you know, he might – he comes back, he gets one target maybe. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a huge yeah. deal. He's not a, he's not a big target. For, he's our know. return guy. He's our punt return yeah. guy. So, yeah. Well, and, and but that's the thing. How we haven't been lighting it up on, on, on returns this year anyway. So it doesn't really affect us that much um, from a standpoint of, 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 of changing the game. You know, DeForest Buckner, he's a vet. He's going to be up there. You know, it just is what it is. He's banged up. Who isn't banged up this late in the season? Um, a shoulder, you know, you you shoot that thing up and, and you're ready to rock. So it's just for him, it's just a low management kind of thing. Ryan Kelly's huge getting him back. Um, your center is your second quarterback. I say it all the time. Um, so expect him to elevate, hopefully elevate the offensive line play. So, you know, those things in Jonathan Taylor, we already talked about. That sucks for him. I mean, two or three weeks at least. Um, and then you just don't know how his thumb was really going to be once he gets gets back so like that's another we'll, we'll tackle that at a later date but um yeah i mean getting guys back healthy ogletree helps out in the pass game and in the run game i mean uh, he's 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 a decent solid blocker when it comes down to it um you know just to kind of help out but we you know he's 
he's good for you know one one big catch in the game, uh, two maybe you know. So, but it gives us more options than than it does of um, some of our other tight end options. Like Mo, like Mo's not a, a receiving tight end. We all know that. You know, he did have that big catch, but you know that's you know you you can't bank on that. He's not going to come out and be like Travis Kelsey, right? So none of our guys really are like that but Ogletree's more of a receiving you know tight end so that helps out tremendously in the in the in the in the offense because we are losing who we've keyed our offense around and Jonathan Taylor so other guys have got to step up but you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna come back to the Zach Moss deal I think that that that, that this is big for for Zach and it also puts the Colts in a tight bind if Zach comes back and you give him three weeks to go nuts right now you got a guy that's like yo I'm a starter like I, I I was second in the league in rushing the first quarter of the season. I'm at the bottom of the league in rushing now because you gave you know my 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 touches have gone away, but not even cut in half. Like you know he's thirty percent. Um, so it puts him in a tight spot, but nonetheless, they got to win football games. You got to give him the ball. I don't know how you can't pay Zach as well what he's going to want at the end of the season or whenever his contract is up. So, you know, this is a this is an audition for 31 other teams for Zach in a sense. And it's just the way the game goes. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at it from a perspective of you get opportunity and you're not the starter. You get opportunity, you make the best out of it. And Zach Moss is a damn good back. He's proven that uh, week in and week out when he was the guy. And so I hope that he has his mind right and he has a chip on his shoulder and he gives uh, he gives the, the Titans hell this weekend. Last time we played the Titans, I think it was, what, week three? Uh, we pretty well did a good job against them. Now, obviously, we weren't against Will Levis. Uh, so now that we have a different look at quarterback, pretty much the same team offensively uh, that we'll be going up against. They got some some young guys over there. Uh, obviously, they got DeAndre Hopkins as well, right? Um, but they still have Derrick Henry. And Tajay Spears lit us up. It wasn't Derrick Henry. It was Tajay Spears uh, is the one that got the chunk yardage against us because of the his ability to – he's just a, a faster running back. And our defense, last week, actually since Grover's been out, we've, we've said this every week, has not been very good against the run, right? Now, last week, obviously, as I watched the All-22, I saw, hey, you know, the, the linebackers kind of backed off a little bit. They were more worried about the pass than they were about the run. But this week, is it, do you focus more against the run and getting pressure, getting in the backfield because of the rookie quarterback and the fact that they seem more dangerous running the football than they do passing the football? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you possibly bring a safety down in the box um give you know give Levis some different looks try to you know confuse him a little bit um I would stack that box you know what I'm saying I wouldn't put everyone in into the tackles like I would have you know I would have a guy outside right two guys outside right outside the box so that if these runs can't bounce um one safety over the top and not listen I'm no D coordinator but this is just how I would scheme it up you know and I know we don't do a lot of man, but this is kind of like a man kind of man coverage kind of game with this was safe one single safety high and make make him throw the ball in duress, right? Under duress. Like you don't want him just to be able to sit back. We have a good front four that they can they can generate pressure, but I'm just saying, like, you run blitz and you miss on a on a gap and he's out the gate if you got guys sitting back in the zone or got, you know, someone running with a with a with the tight end. So you gotta 
you have got you you got to scheme it up to where I would I would err on the side of them running the ball heavy first over passing it, and I want to stop. I want to shut that run down right, and then create them to make them have to start throwing the football back back our guys all play our regular coach style of defense sit in that zone let the front four get pressure and just start picking the ball off Indianapolis Colts last three games 15 sacks seven turnovers over that span my goodness uh when you think of the Indianapolis Colts is that a good thing or do you look at it and just kind of like oh yeah but look at the opponents we played I mean that's just, just the way the cookie crumbles when you get a schedule you can't you know, like the only team that I'll I'll I'll, I'll give not not give a pass to is the Dallas Cowboys. Like they beat up on everybody teams that they should be beating up on because they're not good, right? But from, from a Colts standpoint, um, it, you know, it just is what it is. This is the schedule they got. These are the guys they have. So you know, I'm it, at the end of the day, this is the NFL. This is the best of the best. This is you know individually as as a team. You know, teams, some teams aren't good, right? But individually, you still got to win your matchups. And those guys can play football, you know, some better than others. And so we all have our different skill sets. But, hey, look, listen, they're 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 getting pressure. They're getting sacks. They're, they're creating havoc. Whoever's in front of them, right? I mean, hell, you know, if it's if they if they were to play, you know, the Eagles, I would expect them to start trying to do the same thing, right? Like, like win your matchups. You're a grown man. You're in the league for a reason. This is why you get paid the big bucks. Go out there and do the same thing you did last week or the weeks prior to all these other teams that aren't considered as, as good. So just because it's the Titans, the Titans are four and seven. I don't care who it is. You could be freaking 0 and 11. You better, we better have five or six sacks against this team because that's what, that's what our pedigree is, right? So go out there, you know, don't worry about the numbers. We know we're good. We know we're up there. Don't worry about the numbers and everyone just go out there and make plays. All right. I- to me, it doesn't matter if you get zero sacks and zero turnovers as long as you get a W at the end <laughs> of the game, right? Uh, because uh, there's a lot of teams out there right now that have been getting wins in ugly situations. I mean, I, some some teams that come to mind, the Eagles at times, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, you look at them now, like, you know, we mentioned Pittsburgh last week looked good, but for the majority of the season, offensively, they couldn't move the ball for nothing and yet still stacking Ws. So it doesn't matter. What the stat sheet says, as long as you win the game, right? Um, offensively, what is the key for success for the Indianapolis Colts to head down to Nashville and walk out with that W? Establish the run game early. Establish it early. Give Zach Moss the ball. Let him feel get comfortable. Let him feel get let, get like let him feel that he's the guy. Get him confident in the run game. Uh, stress the run game to the offensive line, to the tight ends, uh, to block so we can open up the passing game. I think, you know, the Colts' MO has been throw, 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 throw to start the game off, and I would like to see a little bit of mixture in there. Like, we don't – let's see what they're in. Let's see how they're going to play us, right? Let's let's see how they want to defend the run. Or they want to defend the run like this where they're losing out in the pass game. All right, we're going to exploit that, right? But you got to dive – you got to – you have to establish the, the run game in order for everything else to fall in place. The play action pass doesn't work if they know you ain't running the football, right? So, like, we can go ahead and sell, try to sell the fake, but they're sitting back. If you ain't running the ball, we know you now because you guys haven't ran the ball for five plays before that. So, run the football effectively. Mix it up. Get some outside runs in there with Zach. He does well with the outside runs, um, and he does well in between the tackles too. Establish it. Be physical. Um, and then, you know, don't try to do too much on, on, on down the field. I mean, we <laughs> – you really haven't, right? Haven't been throwing deep shots anyway. So 
you know, the 10 yard routes, the 15 yard routes tops, just methodically move the ball down the field, control the game um, and make make um, the Tennessee have to do what they don't want to do is just sit back and have to pass the football with the rookie quarterback because they're behind and they have to they have to throw the ball. Um, you know, Derrick Henry is a guy that's going to get his yards. Um, he's big. He's physical. He wears on you throughout the football game. So he's going to get his yards. He's going to, I mean, he's going to get at least 80, 80 yards, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to give him at least 80. We just can't let him get 120, right? Like he's one of those guys where it's like guarding like, like Seth Curry or somebody. He's going to get his, he's going, he's going to get his 25 to 27 points, but we got to make sure everyone else doesn't get 20 points and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's the same kind of mentality when you're going against teams like this, but you do have a rookie quarterback that you have to force him to make mistakes. And so a way for that is for the offense to do what they're supposed to do. But I want to see them go back to, you know, first four weeks of the season with Zach Moss and him toting the rock. So, the front four of this defense is is pretty darn solid between uh, Danico Autry, Tyre Tear, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry. Uh, these guys right now, uh, the defensive front line for the Titans, they they've got some pressures and sacks right now. We all know what Jeffrey Simmons is. He's got five and a half sacks so far on the season. Harold Landry's got five. Autry has eight. He has been their big sack leader since they got him from the Indianapolis Colts three years ago. And we didn't, uh, Tear wasn't, uh, yeah, he wasn't even in the game when we played him the first time. He was out with injury. So how the Colts approach defending this defensive line uh, that has really made a name for themselves in the NFL over the last few years um, w- defensively? You have to, you got to protect the. You have to, you have to protect the quarterback. You have to do what you've been coached to do. At the end of the day, like quick passes, getting the ball out is going to be one thing. Um, running the football will be another way to cut down on the sacks and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know you got to win your matchups. And you know if it's Autry's the guy eating, sometimes you got to slide the line his way put a tight end over there, help him help guys out to feel comfortable. We can get a double team on a guy that's our, that's, a, that's the sack leader. Um, but, it, you know, the thing is this, like, right. So like when I played and we were going against like D lines that were really, really, really good. Um, like the Colts, for example, you know, it comes down to, all right, well, you know that Freeney and Mathis are on those edges and they are the guys that are creating all the pressure and getting the sacks. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to chip out the backfield, Okay, we're going to put a tight end on one side, chip out the backfield on the other, slow the rush down so that we're able to do what we can, can in the pass game. And it's I see no different approach to the way that they should approach these guys, especially with a stout front four like they do have. Guys in the middle, we just have to buck up and sit down on the rush, you know, punch, set with your hands, move your feet, keep them in front of you. Um, but, you know, when you deal with those edge rush guys, you got to be a guy that can just, you know, set vertical. I know I'm getting into offensive line stuff, but set vertical, use your hands, but also give guys help. Don't just put guys on the island too, because it is a, it's, you know, you got, sometimes you're running 90 to 100 plays on offense. That's a lot of, that's a lot of sets for a guy, one-on-one matchup. But if you start chipping a guy or, or, or adding the, the, you know, the running back to help chip on guys before he releases, 
it slows guys down and, and it's they're more they're they're less reluctant to rush as hard and try to create movement and all that kind of stuff. So um that's the key to 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 slowing any front four down this this been getting pressure. It's the key to slowing, you know, the Colts down. Um, but guys are gonna win one-on-one matchups because they're just that good. Like DeForest Buckner is inside, he's 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 causing havoc. He's a guy that like you could put DeForest Buckner in a three-four and he'd be a defensive end and still cause havoc, right? But when you put him at a three technique, it's trouble for a lot of guys because, you know what I'm saying, guys can't, you know, a lot of movement like that. He's not a 320-pound guy, but he's got long arms. He's strong. He can he can make he, – if you get a guard to, to start moving with his feet and you get his weight one way and you can counter faster than he can counter, it's a win. So, you know, there's no different on the other side of the ball when we're going against Tennessee as well. I got a – Offensive line question I've been meaning to ask you for a while. So I've seen while watching games, this happened in pass pro three different ways, right? Three different ways I've seen where the ball snap, the offensive line takes their step back and then they engage, right? Or get engaged, I should say, right? And when in pass pro, you'll see a guard where no one is coming at him. There'll be someone on his left. With an engagement, you'll see someone on his right with an engagement, you know, whether it's the center or the tackle. I've seen all three ways where the, the guard just stands there, arms out wide, head looking around, doesn't move. I've seen him then also go towards the center and help, or mm-hmm. I've seen him go to the tackle and help. Mm-hmm. What makes the decision in a situation like that? So, all right. So, for example, if, if, if I'm in man protection and I have a and I'm, let's let's say I'm playing right guard. Okay, so centers to my left, and it's a, it's a it's an over front tight ends on the left hand side. So you're gonna get a three technique over the left guard. You're gonna get a shade or a two eye. Two eye being on the inside shoulder of the guard. The shade being on the center. He's on the he's he's on he's shading the center. Um, and so that's gonna determine where the guard goes. Okay, so if we're in man protection and the mic's over the right guard, he's pointed that we call Mike 55, he's to the right. Well, now now I have a sort set, right? So now it's we've got three for three, really three for four. So the guard, center, and tackle, right, on the right-hand side are responsible for the two down linemen, the Mike linebacker. The mic doesn't come. We got the plus one. Could be a safety. Could be a corner blitz coming from the other side. So when I when I take my set now, I have to take a vertical set. We'll call it a sort set. I take a vertical set where I'm going to give presence to the center, right? I'm just giving him as a hand. If he were to if he were to rush over towards me, I'm going to take that shade, and now the center has the mic responsibility if he stays on that side in between the shade and him. Now, if he goes outside of me and kind of rushes into that B gap, we got to push the whole thing because I have to take the mic now. But when the mic drops, right, and the shade rushes and the center's got him locked up. Now I'm kind of in no man's name because I took a vertical set. So now I'm going to eye the center up. I'm also going to watch to help out my tackle just in case he gets an inside move and I can go clean that guy up. Um, and so, like, you'll see that a lot uh, in man protection more with the, with the, if, if the if this guard's uncovered and he takes his set and no one's around, then he has to go find work. So, like, ours, like when I was in New England, our coach was like, go find work, go find work. This is a BS set right here. Or watch a film like go find work. I don't care who it is. Go clean somebody's clock. Like so, you'll, you'll see a guard. He'll look around and like, who can I get the edge on? Who's hanging off now? If that tackle has it, the end stays wide on the outside of him, I ain't running out there because I'm not going to be able to help. That there's, there's no purpose. By the time I get all the way over, right? Ball should be gone, right? So now right. I'm gonna go look back inside, and if that 
shade is hanging off. I'm going to go ear hole him and try to knock him off the center, you know, and then lay on top of him or something like that. But so that kind of determines like, you know, and you see it more in a three, four against a three, four defense where you'll see a guard um, in man protection. You'll see him just kind of no man's land. Now if we're slide protecting and you see that uncovered guard nine times out of 10, he's either, if we're sliding right, he's sliding towards the tackle uh, we're sliding left. I'm playing right guard. I'm sliding towards the, the center. Um, and so I'll take the shade and the center will become the guy that kind of is the help guy. Um, so it just all depends on the, the defensive front and the type of protection that, that, that we're in. Okay. All right. I was just curious about that because I've seen it so many times, you know, watching film, just sitting there going, why is dude just standing there with yeah. his head going like this? That's now, I will say this. Good, you know, I will say this, like in, against a three, four, when you're playing a three, four and you're uncovered, um, you know, the guards have an easier day, in my opinion, because nine times out of 10, we're, we're uncovered. If they don't bring that outside edge guy, you know, like that Will linebacker, the Jack linebacker, we'll call him on the outside, outside of defensive end. Then, you know, I'm kind of chilling and just kind of helping out, which is nice, right? Because we're, we can be lazy sometimes too. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, for the most part, you got to find work and get engaged and like help, and help your other fellow brothers out on the line. Okay. All right, so let's get back to the game. It's time for predictions. Give me your prediction for this Sunday, 1 o'clock, Indy in Nashville. 31-17, Colts. Oh, wow. That was just straight up right on it. I haven't really thought hard about uh, the game and predicting the game yet. Uh, let Let me give me one moment here, kind of figure out the way it should go i think there's going to be more running in this game i think there's going to be some clock eating uh i am going to go 24 13 indy all right so fair close. we got we're close we're like four yeah. points off you know yeah. either side yeah. but uh hey you know what if either of us get it that's awesome because that means the colts will go to six and four that would be amazing. Turn over seven and four. Seven, seven and five. five. Yeah. Seven and five. That's right. My my brain is not working proper. Seven and five is pretty awesome, considering, like I said, you know, beginning of the year, I said I thought the Colts would hit six to nine wins. They're already at six. So, you know, they've already hit the minimum. Let's see if they can't break that nine win. They last week when we recorded, you said there's good possibility they could hit 10 wins this season. That would break my maximum. And that would break mine too. I said they were a nine-win team, so they're on they're on pace to break it. If they can stay the course, understand the severity of the rest of the season, which I think that they do, um, they'll be they'll, they'll be getting into the playoffs and in, in, in good shape. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to do it for myself and Donald Thomas here on Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.